Oh my God! Just, oh, man. just it's a good thing I wear earbuds because otherwise my ears would be bleeding. I can't hear. Hey, anything. everybody! <laughs> so welcome to episode thirteen, lucky number thirteen of mm-hmm. Prep Talk Live. I'm Casey with Cascadia Dispatch. With me, as always, is the Urban Prepper. What is up, Tough? How are things in your world? No, doing pretty good. Just uh, working a lot and doing some family things and uh, some doing some uh, some honeydews and and things like that the so, honeydews uh, yeah the yeah. honeydews they're they're yeah, always those, they're never it's like ending a, the yeah. prep list it just never stops it yeah, never, never ends. stops <laughs> it's no, it's it's never good enough either no <laughs> no no it's always 90 percent good but that 10 percent is very bad yeah very yeah, so, very I mean, all, bad. Yeah, all in all going pretty pretty well and trying to crank out some videos as i can in my in my utopia spare time so Exactly. You do way better at cranking out the videos. I am so glad that we have this thing because otherwise my channel, would no one would have any idea what's happening on my channel. They would just yeah, well, be I mean, like, hard, what like, happened to this have, guy? Yeah, when you have like a full-time job, it's hard. It's, I mean, it's like 40 hours, probably 50 for most people. And it's like, <laughs> and you're just exhausted afterwards. And oh, let me uh, crank out this video that a bunch of trolls are going to spend. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wonder this week if they will be Russian trolls or if they are like occupied with other things right now. We always have other trolls. Yeah. Trolls from other places. I I always look forward to our talks because it's uh, no matter how uh, scary things might be in the world or the scary things we see in in the news or even on YouTube, it's uh, when we chat, it's yeah, we're always smiling, having a good time. Exactly. Uh, smiling in the face of danger. So it, yeah, it can't, it can't be that bad if we're having a good time yeah. or we just are so oblivious. We're just crazy. In the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're like, Oh look, the rock is getting bigger and bigger as the asteroid careens towards us. <laughs> um, Kaylin says I'm a troll. I troll for preps. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the one troll I like is uh is branch from the movie trolls. He's, he's an awesome prepper. So, uh, he, he is he's, 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 he's one of the best probably one you of know the best in. i'm sensing a theme that we should do maybe we'll do this next week i don't know no. but uh but like the bet like tv characters and movie who the, characters who the preppers who are the best preppers that yeah. are not obvious well i'll go I, I mean right off the bat uh you know branch from trolls is, is a great yep. prepper. that might be yep. obvious i think batman is always been an inspiration for me especially for batman's DC amazing purposes. i mean that's how he beats all the superheroes. It's not because he's the biggest or the strongest or fastest. It's because he preps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, then I'm going to say that that dude from the movie Tremors. I don't know if you remember that movie, but oh, uh, he had he had that uh, that bunker underneath his house, and he had a lot. He had some good preps down there. So yeah, the the bunker was fantastic. Yeah, was, I, I was I was going to say um, it was next level. Huh? Yeah, there was the guy Ernest. Remember Ernest? Like Ernest. Like Ernest goes to goes camp, to camp or, yeah. and stuff. And he always had things. He always had things. I feel That's like true. Carrot Top. Carrot, carrot Top's got to be. He makes all kinds of amazing tools and gadgets and things. You need to get um, Carrot Top in the Ernest community somehow. So I, I think so. He could be. His, his you know, videos would be it would be next level. He, he's been looking pretty jacked over the last few yeah, years. Been, like he yeah. could lead us in, in the prepper community. Um, yeah, we don't we don't I, have a lot of jacked people. Uh, Canadian preppers. He's look he's pretty good. It'd be fun to see like a celebrity death match. Uh, Carrot top versus Canadian preppers. <laughs> Canadian prepper. <laughs> 
I wonder now would it be like a tag team affair? Would it be like all of a sudden he would tag out and American Prepper would show yeah, well, up? Yeah, or if, like if American Prepper's there, it's it's game over. I mean, we, yeah. we, that's not even fair. <laughs> it's it's really not. Yeah, all American definitely... Prepper versus Batman would probably be a good one. Yeah, he looks like he's been working out. Yeah, you know, Canadian Pepper. He looks like he's been working out a little bit. You know, it's the Canadian winter. You know, just lifting all those electric bikes, all the bougie bikes and everything. Yeah. I think maybe that's that's what's been going on. Yeah. Um, Inspector like Gadget, too, I think. Oh, we got to throw him is, in. That is a really good one. I mean, his EDC was was uh, awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think now here's a, here's here's an obscure one that just popped into my head and I have no idea why. Do you remember Heathcliff? Of course. Yeah. OK. Do you remember in the Heathcliff theme? They had like a whole like junkyard setup thing where he like dove in and came out like a rocket car yeah, or something. Yeah. Vaguely. Yeah. Yeah, it was the 80s. So, I mean, it's been a while. But like I feel like that was a pretty that was a pretty pretty cool little prepping idea, yeah, you know, from so an true. orange cat. I, I love that we we just dove right into this naturally. <laughs> this this is not so we did this isn't in the agenda. We just went there. So here's I've what happened. In, I've been inspired by MacGyver too. I'm always so just, oh he's not, MacGyver trapper, and but, McGeever. But he's like totally DIY, like a survivalist type thing. So I think well, yeah, and he's a lot of duct tape. So yeah. just for everyone, a little behind the scenes. So 30 seconds before we hit the live button, <laughs> Top and I were both coming out of meetings and jumping on here. Yeah. We have literally, this this show is the most professional show with absolutely no preparation that goes into it. There's my my 4 a.m. text to Tup. Hey, <laughs> here's what I think we should talk about with enough time to put it on a, on a banner post to go out to connect everything. And then we show up and we're like, hey, hey, we should meet earlier to talk more. Okay, let's go live. That's what we're, we do. Yeah, we're a prep show that doesn't prep for the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you prep, you always send me a, yeah, a early morning text. And, exactly. And, going, and then usually I'm at either I'm like hiding the phone because my wife, who's who's texting at 6 a.m. Or if it's a little exactly. later in the day, then I'm at work probably at a meeting. So. It's Jake from Steak Farm. Yeah. And I'm wearing khakis. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm wearing khakis. Uh <laughs> So, all right. So also to everybody who's here, don't forget, please go ahead and smash the like button. It helps with the algorithm. It helps push it out. Let's YouTube know that uh, that they should be letting other people know that we do this every week, every Wednesday, unless we change our minds. And then sometimes it's on Fridays at 530. Also, unless we change our minds, sometimes it's at 515 and sometimes it's at 545. And sometimes, you know, it's on Friday. So yep. there you go. Um, so let's talk about what we did this week. Do um, you want to you want to kick us off with what you did this week? That was well, you had a lot of honeydews. Were any yeah, of those prepping honey, related? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, we're we're kind of gearing up our some of our garden areas for uh, I, for you know some the upcoming season. So I have some. I'm waiting for my potato uh, uh, potatoes to arrive so I can start uh, planting those and getting those because I do container gardening for those. Uh, but we'll speaking be doing, of speaking of gardening, Sutton's yeah. days has entered the chat. Oh, Sutton's days is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she's, uh, yeah, she's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's, always, every she's time a Candelorian. Yeah, every time I do pressure canning and do the ugly chicken, I always think of uh, Sutton's days because she's uh, was inspiration for, for a lot of those things. And it is an awesome prepper and so knowledgeable. And then also, like, just in live streams, she's like, I don't know how she does it. She because we do live streams a lot. It's hard to keep track of all the the chats and everything. And she's just like super pro at it. Because I guess she's she's been doing it for every week for several years now. So she's just uh, 
I became a fan of Sutton Day, Sutton's Days in kind of a tangential way before I knew you two knew each other. I knew Sutton's Days because I got on this homesteading YouTube circle with, yeah. uh, with and I'm trying to think of all the names of all of the things, but Justin Rhodes and um, there's like a farm up in like New Hampshire-ish area and a couple in, in Ohio and stuff. And they all like hang out together. And Sutton's Days, uh, Appalachia Homestead Festival, Sutton's Days can help me out on some of this because I haven't watched a bunch of them because now I'm into all of our prepping world and all of that sort of stuff. But Sutton's Days was always in that mix. And so then when she was on, when the Candelorian showed up on your thing, I was like, wait a minute, I know Sutton's Days. Yep. The Candelaria, that's a brilliant idea on that one. And uh, I had to, last time I talked to Sutton's Days, I think I had to apologize to her because I, I butt dialed her through like a, a, a TikTok or something like that. Because I, I fall asleep with my phone sometimes. And so then I wake up and I'm like watching some strange video or something like that. And I think I said, I somehow sent a, uh, some like political type uh, video to Sutton's Days that I, I, I don't remember watching. So I have obviously was like, uh, something was playing and I tapped it or something. And so I had to, I you were watching I, a weird video at night yes. and butt dialed it to Sutton's butt days. Dialed Sutton's days. I had to apologize <laughs> for it, but <laughs> this is fantastic. It wasn't on purpose. She never responded. I'm like, and then I'm looking at my phone history. I'm like, Oh, Oh crap. I, but I must've butt dialed this video. I just shared a link, which I don't share, you know, anything political. So, uh, uh, I, yeah, I don't know how I got there, but it was, uh, it was probably at 3am and I was, uh, asleep so cliff when when i first started watching your videos a long time ago seven years ago or so whatever i thought so so buttoned up all the pdfs all the everything and now over over the last little with putting flashlights on my zipper last week and button dialing sutton's days i'm like i feel like we're really getting a whole different view of the true urban prepper well yeah there's uh, (laughs) a when we meet in person urban prepper likes to party yeah well yeah i try to (laughs) I'm trying to be very careful with what I put on the internet because the internet's forever. But uh, uh, but yeah, when we're when we're in person, I have everyone put their phones in Faraday bags, and then it's we, we cut loose. So. Okay, well that's fantastic. One of these one of these days, I hope to be invited to one of those parties, yeah. and and then I'll I'll put my phone in a Faraday bag as well. Sutton's days, yes, homesteading and prepping definitely go hand in hand. That is very true. I think I, feel, I always feel like, pre- like are. homesteading is the graduate program of once you get into prepping, then the goal is to get to homesteading. I think. Yeah, uh, exactly. So. Everyone wants to get. Everyone wants to get there. As, yes. as Cliff said in his video, they are prepper adjacent. Yeah, prepper adjacent. Um, so it sounds like you had you got the potatoes coming. Yeah, I, I worked on the videos, which was, was nice. So I. Uh, that's fantastic. I, I saw the tsunami one. Yeah, that was that was fun to make. Uh, although the kids have been making fun of me about it, but that's okay. Uh, no, I, I finally finished the pantry one because I, I the, the the we've talked about it on this stream as far as like the color mm-hmm. coordination for the uh, different cans, and, and that's been working pretty well for me. So I, I finally finished that video that goes live, and then I'm working on the labeling system now for my uh, the pressurized cans stuff that I, that, uh, that I'm doing for the canned meat. So I'm, I'm fine tuning that system too. So. That is fantastic. I also decided, yeah. I think, just now in my head, that what we also need to have is we need to have Rogue come on with Sutton's Days. Yes. And we need to see if we can can an ugly milk chicken. Yeah, those are the coveted milk chickens. Yeah, yeah are- exactly. If we can find an ugly milk chicken that we can can, I think that would be important to figure out. I see out. that uh, Bernie from Biotic Madness is here, too, which is, which is yeah. great to see. We, yeah, got, we got lots of people showing up. We got Bionic Madness is here. 
Uh, we got Ren- Renata's here. We got all kinds of people showing up. It's a it's a party as usual. It's our Wednesday evening party. It's yep. what we do. Um, so I. Yeah, what did you do? Uh, my week. Thank you for asking. I'd love to tell you. Um, so uh, last week I was talking about solar and I was all excited that we were getting solar. And I think one of the important lessons in prepping and in life and everything is sometimes you can get a little ahead of yourself and you need to know when to take a minute and just pump the brakes and go a different direction. Um, and so last week we, we were getting solar, we were getting all the quotes on the roof and all that sort of stuff. Well, this week we got all the numbers back. Um, and although initially it looked like it was going to be like financially a great thing to do, uh, when all the numbers came in, it was not so much uh, a great financial thing to do. Um, so it got moved to our, let's review this next year category of projects. Uh, we were able to get it pretty close, but I'm hoping that next year panels will maybe be a little more efficient. Uh, some of those things will happen. And so we'll be able to get a little more juice out of it to kind of push it over the edge. But I think it's important sometimes when you think you got a plan, sometimes you just got to take a a hard right or pump the brakes because it just isn't a great thing. And when I came on and talking about how excited I was about it and we had a whole conversation about it, I think it was also important to come on and say, yeah, it didn't really work out. (laughs) Yeah. I I was a Surprised to see that on the agenda. So I, I think we should have just a regular solar update from you. I think. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. just how, because I like so want to go solar. I love the idea of it so much. Um, I feel like it's kind of like uh, a while back, I really wanted to get a 4Runner as uh, kind of my car. I'd had sedans mm-hmm. for a while. And then when it was prepping and everything, I really loved the capability of the 4Runner but I just couldn't justify going out and buying one. And so then finally, like my job changed a little bit and our business structure changed a little bit. And all of a sudden like, Oh, I can actually make this make sense. And so it was, it was kind of one of those things I put in the universe and the puzzle pieces came together. I am hoping that solar will be similar because I would really like to do it, but it just doesn't much as I want it to work. It just still doesn't work out math wise yet. So we're going to put that on on the back burner for now. So that was my big, that was my big thing, trying to figure out when we're going to put a new roof on the house. And then also that we're not doing solar panels. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So there you go. It's for the uh, yeah. Urban prepper says the highly coveted milk chickens. They are yeah. very tough to find. Yeah, they are. He is, he is a hundred percent correct. Yeah. He, he's very, it's like he's the very wise. golden ticket uh, for preppers. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So it's the preps for me. It's mm-hmm. show and tell time. Yep. Okay, you want to go first? I, I What'd you bring? Big, I, I went big on the last one, so I don't know if do you want to go first on this one. Oh, uh, sure, I'll go. I'll I, go on this one. I brought the yeah. I, last time I brought the uh, the fire hydrant key. So let's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You had like you needed like a whole team to bring it in. Yep. It was a whole. And I will I will say, of course, afterwards I went to Amazon to go look and see how much those things <laughs> were. And how in the chat room said that was the ultimate prepper flex was to show fire hydrant key. Otherwise. That really was. That's that funny. was that was over the top. That was fantastic. Yeah, sorry, sorry so. So my uh, show and tell is, so I think a lot of us in the prepping community are familiar with these right in the rain notebooks. I think these come with the Mylar blankets and the orange whistles when you decide that you want to become a prepper. Like there's a little mail package that comes mm-hmm. and it's got the orange whistle and it's got it, the Mylar yeah. blanket and the right in the rain and the space pen. Yep. You, once you've got those three, then you're all set. So these are really great for anyone who doesn't know what they are. They're little notebooks that have special paper and you can write on them and then the ink doesn't run if it gets wet. So if you're in the rain or like in Oregon, we get rained on all the time. These are great to write notes on the things. 
So my show and tell item, however, oh, are these. So these are extreme post-it notes. Extreme post-it notes. Extreme post-it notes. Um, so these are also relatively inexpensive. I think you can get like an individual package for like $3 on Amazon, or you can get this cube that has a bunch of, of the pads in it How for are they like 15 bucks. They are so extreme. So <laughs> here's, here's why they're extreme. So they are designed to stick, uh, a little bit more strongly than a standard post-it note to things that are not normally like smooth. So you mm. can put these on metal, on brick, on wood. So oh. they would be what you could put outdoors. So if you needed, for example, in some sort of an emergency situation, you didn't have a smooth wall or something, you're outside and you're trying to keep track of stuff or whatever, you could use these almost kind of like duct tape. They're not as strong as duct tape, so let's not get that confused. Um, but they are much stronger than, than a standard post-it note. So you could put these on a phone pole, you could put them on a wall, you could put them whatever, and they have a water-resistant coating. So they act like a right-in-the-rain notepad but wow. with the capability of a post-it note so it's kind of like the right in the rain and the post-it note um went to one of your your key parties with your with your you know special you know flashlights and all that sort of stuff and they made these extreme post-it notes so that's awesome i'm gonna go shopping that's right now my that's my prep for today wow. extreme post-it notes so it's like the duct tape of, of post-it notes it's the duct tape of the post-it notes Wow. I also, uh, I also, as I was going through it, I was like, oh, I should do this one. Oh, no, I got that from Tup's video. I should do this one. Oh, yeah, no, I got that from Tup's video. And it looks like they're not, it's not like they're that expensive either. It's like, I'm looking at $3 mm -mm. for. Yeah, and they're not, I mean, they are not going to be like as strong as duct tape. So you're not going to be able to secure and lash things with them in a macgyver sort of way. But they will work better than just a standard post-it note. And they give you a little more flexibility, um, which, of course, the theme of tonight's conversation later is going to be on diversification. So, okay. you know, instead of using duct tape, you could use one of these, for example. So, That's awesome. Well, there cool. you uh, go. I see, I see that Your Kim's turn. here. Uh, well, welcome, Kim. Uh, good to see you. I see Kim in, all, in the comment section of just about every video that I, that I watch. So, <laughs> Yeah, Kim's an awesome uh, YouTuber. Uh, the, the Titan Preparedness Channel. I see uh, Kaylin, our number one fan, Pony Pony Girl, is there too. I saw. So, yeah, so yeah exactly. Uh, meet cats. I, 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 Bernie, what? What is this? What, what's meet going on? cats? Or, yeah, I don't right. want to meet any cats there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a whole. This is a whole and thing. Something uh, says she's a post post it junkie, but never heard of these. Gonna go get some. Yes, so I, I put a link in the. Uh, in the video but uh so okay my show and tell so i, I was going to start off with the, with the swing lines the red swing line stapler but i i decided to go get that one for, for this one uh, even though it was an inspiration of office space so the product that i was going to recommend for people a lot of people probably have this it's one of these uh presses uh basically for your mylar bags when you're doing your emergency food storage so when i first did emergency food storage i did two different methods and both of them uh didn't work out as well for me so i do uh I had an iron and I had like a flat metal piece, like a, uh, like a leveler or something like that. And that's how I sealed my, uh, my mylar bags for the long-term food storage of like weed and rice and all that. And so that didn't work out as well as I liked. And so then I uh, stole, AKA borrowed my wife's uh, flat <laughs> iron uh, thing. And she got so mad that I, that I used this for a prepping project that uh, 
I, yeah, I had to sleep on the couch for a couple of days, but after that, so then I'm like, okay, so now I'm going to get the real deal. So this, this is the real deal. I think it's made by a company KF, whatever that stands for, but it has the nice, uh, it'll have the nice lines in it. So when you press it off, it's designed for Mylar bag, the long-term food storage Mylar bags. You have the lines in it, just like you would have like for potato chips or anything else that you buy at the store. And uh, this is uh, definitely the way to go for it. So I was doing a couple of some Mylar. We've been trying to do more and more with the Mylar stuff uh, for our law, our, the, the food storage that we hope that we never have to use for, for emergency situations. So yeah. it's, it wasn't cheap though. I forget how much it costs, but it's not like it's a $20 thing. I, I think I spent $3,000. It's made of gold palladium. It's a, yeah, but, uh, all right. Yeah. So, so anyway, so, that's, so my, that's my recommendation is the, the press for your, uh, mylar bags for emergency food storage. That is fantastic. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm a little disappointed by the chat right now because they didn't ask these questions. So I'm going to ask these okay. questions because I feel like they're important. Number one, how long did it take for the silver mylar to come out of your wife's hair when she used the flat <laughs> iron, not knowing that there was silver mylar in it? Yeah, she, uh, uh, no, there was, we didn't have that experience, but she just knew <laughs> that I was using it for it. And, uh, and yeah, she's very, uh, she don't like me, me using some of her stuff. So, and and then the second thing is next year for Halloween, if we do like an '80s theme, will she use your mylar uh, sealer like a crimping iron <laughs> and do like a perm? Go '80s perm style. Uh, yeah, exactly. It, it's pretty hot. I don't. I, I don't know much about hair though. So uh, maybe who knows? We'll, we'll see. Yeah, my luxurious locks. Yeah. You know, I always try to uh, to make sure that my flat iron stays in other people's hands because yeah. otherwise it would be very, very bad. Um, <laughs> rule number one: don't tick off the spouse. Yeah, that's a yeah, exactly. That's, that's a good rule. Also, apparently, if that's the case, Kim would like you to know that that she would like the entire Tup family to be her Valentine. Apparently, that's great. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, That's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, my, my wife doesn't. She's she's more tolerant of a lot of the prepping things. That like, because I do some crazy projects. Like she she thinks it's a little <laughs> weird. But on some things, like the pantry stuff, she she she. I I was actually uh, walking downstairs because I, I was taking a break at work, and I heard her talking to my mom, and she was talking good good stuff about the pantry organization. And I heard her, and I was like, oh, you you liked. It. But on other things, she's not. <laughs> She's not a fan of. So. <laughs> yeah, I think that you know that I think and and by the way, Pony Girl, thank you for thank you for noticing yeah. that that I do ask the greatest questions yeah. and and also so humble, so humble am I. Yeah. I just I feel like that's a, a key character trait yeah. uh, that I have. Um, I think we should do a, and I've seen the Casual Prepper podcast. They've had their wives on a couple of times. I think we should maybe not necessarily bring our wives on. I don't know if they would want to. Maybe we do that down the road. Um, but uh, an episode on the things that our wives have kind of like, I think you and I probably were first movers in our families on the whole preparedness thing. Yeah. And at least in my family, like my wife was like, what are you doing? Like, I support you, but what are you doing? And then uh, over time, she has become much more supportive and sometimes is even more into it than I am uh, from time to time. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see kind of what were those moments, what were those things that helped bring them kind of into it that then other people, if they're new, could, you know, utilize for their own, for their own spouses or partners or whatever. Yeah, there's no way my wife would appear on camera. She, she, she forbids it. Yeah. But, uh, uh, <laughs> 
Uh, that, that would definitely be kind of uh, fun, uh, fun, fun conversation. Uh, we could totally do the blurred faces <laughs> and the voice changing. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, kind of like, like you're in the witness yeah. protection program, where it's all like a silhouette, like a dark room. <laughs> And, and then and then we'll and then we'll all of a sudden lose it and find out that it's just you and I with wigs on yeah. playing both parts. I think that could be fantastic. Yeah, I was I was, I was doing a stream uh, or a show with uh, with the Think Preparedness, the boys over at Think Preparedness, and all of our kids kept showing up on the, as we we're recording it. So then we thought, yeah, I got, got the great because we then we realized that they're all around the same age. So we thought, well, okay, let's do a live, let's do a video with our kids in it, like and, and have yeah. them talk and see what they what they talk about prepping. So. Uh, <laughs> it might be fun but yeah i think the wise one would be cool too yeah yeah i think i think something along those lines i think we'll we can make that happen yes pony girl it, it, it would definitely be dangerous yeah. for both of us uh i think bernie mentioned that mom would definitely be pissed yeah. but you know we do it for the content we do it for the likes we do it for the thumbs up and uh and the the algorithms and all the fun yeah. so um all right so uh fantastic crimper now i have to go find this crimper did yeah. you put the link in the chat i'll the find it as we're, as we're going I'll, I'll find the link okay okay um because it's because i'm gonna have to buy it <laughs> i i need to know what i'm getting uh so to prep or not to prep so tonight's topic we were i was and by we were discussing i texted cliff at four o'clock in the morning with this idea and then we were both busy and he didn't say he hated it so this is what we're going with yes. for tonight um is on diversification and um, I think a lot of times in kind of, as you get started in preparedness and that sort of thing, you kind of get in on one, one way of doing things. And there's a lot of conversation about, you know, two is one, one is none sort of a thing. But when you're getting started, you kind of don't like, you're barely getting one. Now you got to think about two and all that sort of stuff. So the importance of diversifying your supplies by type, by use, by function, and all those sorts of things. Um, so I thought maybe we'd talk about a couple of the things that we have kind of diversified, areas that we have diversified, whether it's things that you would expect, um, like different water mechanisms and things like that, or fuels or things like that, or if it's something else uh, that we wanted to, to jump in on and, and give some, some ideas and some suggestions for the folks at home who might be looking for that idea. Okay. Uh, so would you, would you like to go first or would you like me to kick it off? Uh, well, I, I may, how about you kick it off? So, and then I'll, I'll then I'll come, come, come. In all right. Pocket, so. All right. I've also decided we need a coin flipper. Uh, yeah, so that when we get into this, coin. we can flip coins and figure out who goes first. Okay. Um, so yeah. So one of the things for me was uh, fuel. So, you know, a lot of times when you're thinking about fuel, you're thinking about running a generator fire. Um, but a lot of times you're kind of using, you can use similar fuels for different things. So we have, you know, a bunch of propane tanks and the propane tanks can go in our barbecue. If we need to cook food, we can attach the propane tanks to the, the Mr. Betty heaters or the Mr. Heaters to actually keep us warm. Mm -hmm. um, there are generators that will run on propane. We don't have one. Uh, but you could do that. We can also have a camping stove. We can run off of propane. So we can use propane for, for cooking or for, for staying warm. Uh, we also have the, the hot water heater that we, the little portable hot water heater, so we can get hot water if we need to. Um, but then I've also gone and gotten, um, I got the solo stove, which is like the little fire pit that's fantastic. And we enjoy it for recreation, but I've also now got 
the the skillet top to it. So if we needed to use it to actually make food, we could use that. So we would have fire for heat. We would, or we'd have wood fuel for heat. We'd have wood fuel for cooking with. So we can kind of balance out in an emergency our propane use and our wood use, depending on kind of what we're what's using what the most, or how long we're going to be there. If one thing breaks, if the the barbecue breaks, then we can switch to solo stove or we can go from the solo stove back to the uh, the barbecue or something like that. So that's one of those things that we have have kind of uh, diversified in a couple of different ways to, to check the boxes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a cool topic. There's uh, So I guess in one way, I think it's good to diversify uh, where you store your prep set. So like, you know, we, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. I, I'm always worried that like, what if the, what if the house burns down? Would I even have anything? Uh, or what if uh, bad zombies came and burned my house down or something like that? Uh, and so I've tried to diversify storage locations for various preps. Like I have a, mm-hmm. uh, a external storage unit that I have. It's kind of like a prepper uh, cache, I guess, a large prepper cache for that has some food and water and some other supplies in there, some bug out bags. And it's so nice that you put it in my house. Yeah, <laughs> that was so nice and thoughtful of you. <laughs> I actually think I think it's a good idea if you uh, to have like uh, some kind of bin that you could put at family and friends' house that, that has some additional supplies there too, in case of an emergency type thing. But I also, like I know that with preppers, we're all into the rule of three, so. Uh, there, three is like the the magical number for preppers because we talk about you know the th- three minutes without air, three days without water, uh, three weeks without food, uh, three months without Linda Carter fitted photos. But and then we have, uh, uh, but I but, uh, but also like you know you want to have three you know, you know one is none. Uh, what what is it? Two is one. One is none. Three is for me. I think is how they say it. Uh, but, oh, that's interesting. I haven't heard the three part at yeah, the end. I've always me. heard the like the downer. One, two is one, one is none part. Yeah. But the three for me, three, that's a three. that's a happy but, way to, you know. Yeah, so what I've tried to, I, so I like the number three for prepping. The, the number three is like the prepping number, I think. But I've tried to, oftentimes, like, I think preppers, they go with like, uh, they want, we also like redundancy, but I think it doesn't make sense to have three of the same item. Like it does, like how you're mm-hmm. talking, three of the same stoves or it's three of the different types of fuel. So I, I, yeah. I, I call it complementary redundancy where they, mm-hmm. they should all complement each other in some way. So Maybe you could have uh, like kind of how you mentioned. You have your your barbecue stove, and then you have something a, little, a Coleman that's also powered by the propane, and then you have something else that's uh, small, even smaller than that, could be powered by the propane. But I think you could treat complementary redundancy for almost all all aspects of preparedness, whether it be uh, instead of getting uh, three three 55 gallon jugs of water maybe you'll want to have a, a one of those and then you'll have a, a way of uh, uh different ma- ways of purifying it or filtering the water and having because one of them's gonna when you when you most need it one of them's just not gonna work for you so you'll, you'll still have yeah. backups at that point so and then i try to do that with like uh Again, it's kind of nerd stuff, but I try to have everything work within a system. So my EDC should work with my EDC on my person should work with my EDC bag, which should work with my get home bag or bug out bag. So, but it doesn't make sense to have the same flashlight and eat. Like I don't want the same flashlight in my EDC that I have in my my go bag or my work bag as I do in my bug out bag. It makes more sense to have okay, I'm going to have my EDC flashlight in my EDC backpack, I'm going to have a headlamp. Those complement each other. I could still use the flashlight and the headlamp at the same time. And then maybe for your uh, bug out bag, maybe instead of having another headlight and another flashlight, you might have like a lantern or something like that. So, uh, and I try to do that with whatever it is prepping wise to work within a system. And for me, that's it's uh, groups of three 
it, but trying to uh, adhere to a complementary redundancy. And that, for me, that's how I try to diversify things. Yeah, yeah, three in a category, three different types. Yeah, I like I like that idea. I think to 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 your point about the the, the redundancy, yeah. um, I I try to do. I think I try to do similarly. I think once you've been in this a little bit, you're kind of like, oh yeah, we want to do the other thing. Um, but the flip side to that is that there are certain things that I have exactly the same of and put them multiple places, yeah. so I don't have to learn it. So for example, I have a Leatherman. Uh, I think I have the Wingman. Um, is the one I think that that I picked. Um, I'll be but I have one of those. <laughs> Sorry, talk to fantastic. Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm making helmets for our Halloween show. Yeah, we're gonna have you know, uh, what is it? Uh, Tup and the loved one. Yeah, I think the we'll, we'll one, make. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like like things like that where I I don't want to have to think in the moment yeah. of what it is or anything that's different. Um, but I would diversify by putting it in my laptop bag, my EDC pouches in the car, in the back, like in everywhere. Yep. So wherever I am, likely I will have one of those things that has a, a baseline. And then augment it to the redundancy piece about if, you know, for the car, I have a tool bag. So I have the, the Leatherman is maybe in the, the glove box or something. But then in the tool bag, I've got uh, a crowbar and I've got extra gloves and I've got a bunch of, you know, larger tools that then would complement the the Leatherman or something like that. Um, Trying to be a little more being specific about what it is, but then I have the same tool bag in each car for each car. So I don't have to think about which what's in the bags because I know what's in the bags, but I have them in different, different spots. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. I think it doesn't make sense to have like a complimentary redundancy for certain items. Like, like for, I don't know, ham radios or something, you probably don't want different models in every bag. Oh, how do I use this one? Like you probably want the same one. And like I saw yeah. someone in the chat room was talking about big lighters. Yeah, I have big lighters everywhere. I don't have complimentary lighters or things like that. And I, I'm i no longer a fan of the ferrocerium rods or anything. Uh, yeah, for urban Which places. is very sad because, yeah. you know, now we have to return all of them. Yeah, I'm out of the game. We have, I have, we have uh, so many of them. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you, Pony Girl. For, for reminding everyone to smash the thumbs up smash button it. and and the subscribe button. Um, yeah, I think also, so like for water is another one. And I saw somebody mention it in the chat, water. Yep. So to the point about 55 gallon drums. So we've got like our, our hot water heater, which is, you know, you can use that if it's still standing in, in an earthquake or whatever. Um, we've got toilet tanks, not the toilet bowls, the tanks where the clean water is. If we needed that, like in an emergency, we could do that. Yeah. Um, but then instead of doing the the 55 gallon drums, we also, I went and got the 250 gallon or 275 gallon IBC totes um, and put those together. So if we're at home, we have a bunch of water. If we need to leave, then we'll take, you know, water bottles, we'll take whatever we need, you know, whatever we could carry. Um, and then the the hot tub, has been kind of interesting because it would not be water that we would probably drink, obviously, but it might be water that we could use for other things where we wouldn't want to use our drinking water. If we were maybe in a situation where we needed to, you know, we needed to clean up or something like that, we could boil and use that water for those sorts of things and not have to use our clean potable drinking water for food or anything like that. So kind of diversifying the use case of water mm-hmm. and then also the storage methods 
that we would have. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I'm not a, I'm not as much of a fan of the 55 gallon water drums. Like I I don't I mean mm-hmm. we have one for like gardening from the gutters and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I. I wonder if preppers that have them like have ever used them because uh, you can't really move them. Like that's the problem. <laughs> like, yeah. Unless you're uh, super strong. Like, uh, uh, I don't know, but uh, I like, the, I like the five gallon jugs cause we actually use them. They're yeah. you can have first in first out rotation with them so they can get rotated in the system and uh, they're transportable. So you can load them in the car if you need to. Good, good luck trying to load that 55 gallon water drum. <laughs> Yeah, imagine loading up the 275. We're yeah. just no, that's, that boy. that's not going anywhere. Yeah. I'll make um, the pepper might be able to, but not no one else. So. Well, yeah, he could totally do that. Yeah. Um, for the five gallon, do you get? Are they like the the office yeah, the, yeah, the water ones. cooler yeah. ones, or are they more square? Because that's one of the things. The shapes of all of these, especially when it comes to water, is really odd and interesting of how they package water. Yeah. Whether it's like round or square all of that i like the i like the round ones uh, personally but i do have some of the square ones as well for but not for five gallons i have them for the three gallons uh and I, they, they they're stackable but you could only stack up to a, a, a throw uh i forget what the the maximum stack level is but you can't just go in indefinitely the, the weight will crush the bottom one for it <laughs> but i just i like the office style uh round jugs i think they're uh I, they're, and you could probably use, use them more for bartering too i think people just kind of recognize them as like water so and they know yeah. they're five gallons. Of- do you have the pump to go on the top of it, or do you have one of like the machine things? I have, I have a the machine, and we also ha- I have in one of my, my I have a water module uh, storage case in the garage, and I have a mm-hmm. a, a backup uh, like a it's like a, a small little stand that it could go on basically if you want to have it on your counter. But, oh, okay, yeah. very cool. Yeah, I got uh, when I got rid of all of our aquatainers because they were like seven gallons and super heavy, and I didn't love them. Um, I ended up getting some three gallon ones that were round and then five gallon one with the pump, uh, which was an Amazon find and you screw it on the top because we don't have the dispenser. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can use that to actually pump the water out. Um, I still have to fill them, which is on the agenda at one of these points. I got the containers. Cool. I haven't filled them yet. But um, so, all right, let's, I saw a question. So some Q&A. And I feel like that's a good, it's a good segue into questions. So Pony Girl asks, our number one fan, uh, do either of you have a trailer that a car could pull in case you have to leave with some preps? That's a fantastic question, and thank you for asking it. We'd love to tell you. Um, so I think, unfortunately, the answer is no, but we have talked many times about how cool it would be to get a trailer to have that set up. So I think it's going to be a race between Tup and I to see who's going to get the, the, the prepper trailer um, and I think it's going to be a race between our wives to see who can stop us the most. Yeah, I, I'm working on it. So uh, I think it's an awesome idea. I, I, the more I think about it, the more I like it. And so, but first I have to, it's kind of like, I'm going to have a hard time like getting that one through my wife. Hey, I want, want to get this trailer for my bug out trailer. Like that's not going to, that's not going to fly too easily. So what I, I didn't, I didn't even have a trailer hitch on the car. So I'm working on the trailer. I, I have a trailer hitch on my car. I'm working on the next car for it because you can't really, uh, go anywhere without one of those and i'm using it right now for my bike uh trailer hitch but i'm, I'm thinking long term okay we'll start off with the bike and then we could do some other maybe kayak uh, some kind of trailer for kayaks and then then bring in the the bug out trailer but i think it's a great idea uh they have some really nice ones too we have some friends that I, have a, a super uh, fancy one and it'd be awesome to have all your your preps and stuff over there so i i that's a long-term vision i think yeah 
I like that you're going to have a train of trailers. Yeah. You're going to have the, yeah. you're going to have the bikes and then that's going to be hooked to the kayaks and then it's going to be hooked to the supplies and you're going to be just cruising out of out of Washington with like four trailers behind you. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, so uh, uh I, I was going to say yeah, I think for a lot of these kind of things you have to kind of bundle it in with a normal family activity to have it go through the approval process of the TPS report. So uh, the, the TPS cover. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, if I could bundle it with like a, Hey, I'd like to use this for family vacation. So then ha ha ha, it's a bug out trailer. So uh, that'll, that's kind of how you, how I, I'm envisioning yeah. it. Yeah. So I, I am in a similar boat. Um, I've actually talked in the last two years when we go camping or three years when we go camping, um, we have gotten the trailers we rent the trailer from home Depot, uh, which actually is like a perfect size, for all the supplies and stuff that we take when we go camping. It's wonderful. The car pulls it great and all that sort of stuff. So I've actually looked at getting those trailers to have. Uh, the problem we have right now is we don't have any place to put it. Yeah, uh, I don't have the... a place to store it. Um, and Or at least I don't have a place to store it safely in an economic way. Well, I, um, I'd be worried about people stealing it too. But so, Yeah, but like we could put it like we could put like there's a lot of like RV storage and self-storage and some of that sort of thing that are reasonably close by um, that we could utilize, but we have to pay, you know, monthly. And by the time you've paid monthly for the trailer, you could basically pay to rent the trailer. So you don't really, doesn't really financially make a, a big advantage yet, but uh, I'm hoping in the next year or two, we will uh, figure out either through some friends that have land or something, yeah some spot that we could get to put the trailer. And as soon as we get that, then I, I feel like it will be a matter of time before we can buy it. I think the other question too will be if we do more of like a storage trailer uh, that would be empty. Um, but then as I think about that, I'm like, but all the stuff that we're putting into it, like they make trailers that actually have all that stuff in them. Like, And so then it would be like, okay, do we get more of like a travel trailer? Do we get... Um, not like an RV, but like a tow behind uh, mm -hmm. sort of smaller thing with a little bit of like a kitchen and a bathroom and some of that sort of stuff. So we don't better. have to carry all that. Life. Yeah. And uh, I saw something Dave had a comment there with regard to, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think it, it uh, we should definitely say the buggy, buggy eating is preferred because uh, yes. stuff to bug out, especially with kids. Like, I mean, eventually you're going to run out of food in your bags uh, and then what? So I think, oh, yeah. I, uh, I think bug out is just, there's only a few scenarios that I'd want to bug out. And most of those scenarios, I might just bug out to the front lawn, like, uh, or yeah. bug out to a <laughs> motel or something. It, it wouldn't be like, Oh, Mad Max style, but, uh, uh, yeah, you never know. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, I've often thought about, it, especially like, okay, if there was an earthquake sort of a situation, which is, I think our, our primary focus yeah. when it comes to that sort of thing, you know, it, we would probably stay bugged in, for a little while because the roads would not be passable. Like we would need to wait to probably be evacuated out. Yeah. Um, it, but like with the wildfires, especially yeah, like wildfires, in Oregon, yeah, yeah, you want to get out of there. that's been a thing that's come up uh, really, you know, it's always been in California and now it's happening in Oregon a lot more where, okay. And especially by the cities, which has been really weird um, that people have needed to literally evacuate their homes wow, there might be a fire going on. And in that case, roads would be passable and fine, um, but you wouldn't have a whole lot of time to pack up and, you know, likely you would go somewhere with a hotel or something to stay, but you might not. 
Um, so having all of your stuff ready to go would just be a lot easier and give you some more flexibility and yeah, options. That's a, I saw that Sutton stays at my age. Sutton stays just had like her 23rd birthday, I thought, a couple a couple weeks ago. So I don't know what's, what she's talking about there. But uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Can she, can she legally drink yet? Yeah, I don't know. Can she come sure. to the parties? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. We'll, you know, it's an IED checker. So um, uh, that's, that's one of the reasons why I have in my uh, garage, I have the, the modules that are stored and they're color coordinated because uh, uh, I, I, the long-term vision of being able to have transporting them if you had to really bug out. So... And yeah, yeah. I, th- I think bugging out to Bend would be awesome because Bend is awesome. So uh, yes. they have their wild. I'm going to be going down to Bend uh, this summer, I think, uh, in July. So if anyone's there, uh, we'll just get together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, I don't know. I think we're planning on being there in August, but we always could drive over and yeah, say we're, hi. We're going to have to have you. Uh, we live close. We're going to have to have you readjust your schedule and, and, and come in July. Yeah, so. that's totally fine. Yeah. I, I can I can make that happen. Cool. And uh, uh, Bernie too. Bernie should come too. So yeah, Bernie 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 should also come with his trailer that he's bragging about yeah, because like the, we don't have trailers. Like the, the port- Bernie wants everyone to know that he has a trailer and we don't. And B- Bernie, we know you're better than us. You're better Bernie than us, and we know that too. Like he could go. Yeah, exactly. Go car. So. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're friends with Bernie. Yeah, uh, you, you and Bernie are are like the leaders of the Portland uh, branch of, of the Paramus. So yeah, exactly, we try to hold down the southern the southern Northwest. Yeah, uh, you're in charge of the northern Northwest. Yeah, I'm trying to hold this down as best I can. So yeah, exactly. That's that's fantastic. Um, all right. Well, I think is there any other uh, questions? Look at uh, the clock. Let's see, man. There's a lot of cool stuff coming in the chat room. That's awesome. Exactly. We've got a, we've got quite the. I, I, I even look. We got almost fifty people in Damien, here now. And uh, Cliff, what, what are the extra car supplies to have on hand just in case none are available? I, funny you mentioned that. I, I'm actually working on a video of that. It's all filmed, and I just have to assemble <laughs> it, and it's ready to go. But it talks about like because I've been worried about you know supply chain things. And hey, what if I can't get to my, I can't do certain things like repairs on my uh, car. Like I, I think it's good to have like preps in your car, like a. Like a go bag and food and water and stuff like that, but I also think it's good to have some backup repair type items. Like, what, what if we couldn't uh, get a new oil filter for like two years? What would we do? So I think we should have some of those preps. So uh, working on a video on that. So uh, Damien, stay, stay know, tuned. That's a really interesting idea. You you bring up great ideas. Now yeah. I have to go get oil filters and everything. Well, you gotta. What I've what I've learned is, and everyone who's watching this, I feel I. I think feels similarly. We watch these these things and then we think of all of the things we need to go get. Like I get, I get like, worried. Like it's a lot of less expensive before we have our episodes. Yeah, it's well, <laughs> like I'm always like you know, uh, like if I go to uh, AutoZone or something like that, I'm like, oh man, what if I couldn't go here? What would I do? And then, uh, and then I try to okay, let me uh, let me let me say it online that I'm doing a video of it. Then it forces me to do it. Then I do it, and then it gives me <laughs> peace of mind for a couple seconds, and then it's on to the next thing that that I'm worried about. <laughs> I think prep, I think prepping's all about getting little pieces of mind here or there for all these different uh, things that you're doing and and it never stops and you're never you're never at peace but uh yeah there is there's there is no finish line there's no finish line but hopefully that was if you were to really look back and take a retrospective you could say oh wow i, I did some stuff so that, that, yeah there are often times where i look back and i'm like holy cow how did this happen in our garage like yeah. how did all of these things show up um where did, where did all of this come from yeah it's what, a, oh, there's, what there's a fine line between uh uh, prepping and hoarding that's for sure so that is true which is i think an interesting that's another interesting topic the the, the fine line between prepping and hoarding yeah i was do you about- have a personal definition 
of the difference between prepping and hoarding. I'm curious if we have similar similar I, definitions. I, I and if you I have actually, one, I was actually looking at a video on this and I had it all ready to go. I filmed it. I had it all written in my narrative. And then like Canadian Prepper came out with the prepping versus hoarding. I was like, oh crap, I can't do it now. So, <laughs> so like, I totally scrunched it up and oh, it's done. So uh, uh, <laughs> that was just a couple months ago. I was so pissed off. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, like, uh, one like the one of the key differences is that hoarders don't. I mean, uh, first off, like hoarders is like it's like a medical uh, condition. Like it's it's really yeah. sad actually. Like if like because they like stack like newspapers and magazines that they don't need and they don't want to give them away. Like I think preppers like we're into bartering and stuff. Like we're sometimes the stuff that we like prep or hoard, we're hey let's do some trading let's do some bartering. So I think that's uh, one key difference. I think the other one is like. Uh, I, I think that we try to we have more of a well-rounded uh, set of things that we're stockpile that we're building up. So it's not like like uh, like with hoarding. Sometimes they're like I, I, there's some horrible shows like that show hoard, hoarders uh, like where they were bagging up you know deuces that they, they didn't want to pay their sewer bill anymore. And so they're just bagging it up and throwing it in the shower and it just snaps up over time. I don't, preppers don't oh really do it. it. It was horrible. It's disgusting. But they do stuff or they're like, oh, uh, I want like. Uh, 300 jars of honey and they, you could still use it and but they never do and, uh, <laughs> uh, so i think like hoarders are doing it they don't want to really give it away it's important to them uh but i think preppers we want to we, we we plan on using it it's part of the system we're into bartering and it's uh uh yeah so it's i think yeah. i'd like to think it's a little more productive but yeah, I think there's. I think there is a kind of. Uh, we're, not, we're, with, not, we're not prepping like trash and stuff like that. I think and that's, like, <laughs> that's what a key difference. What? I think you don't. You don't do that for your burn pile. I have. I have all of my trash, and I just keep it. I keep uh -huh. it downstairs in plastic bags to throw in the. Yeah. Um, no, I think. I think the interesting thing is, I think uh, words like prepper and words like hoarder have kind of come into the lexicon. They had an initial meaning, and they have kind of become more than that they've kind of encapsulated more than just the the individual thing and so i think from a hoarding perspective you can also there is a mental illness component with hoarding yeah. i think there's also people who just want to have a lot of stuff i think the, the people that when uh a couple years ago when you couldn't find hand sanitizer were you know if they could find a pallet they bought everything that was on the shelf they yep. just didn't care or they bought toilet all paper. the toilet paper yeah. and they just didn't care um and I think for preppers, I think prepper has that thing where, okay, are you somebody who's living in the in the woods with the camo and, uh, you know, the freedom seeds, as they call it, and all of those sorts of things? Or are you somebody who is just thinking about getting ready and, and preparedness, sort of a, an idea, the doomsday prepping versus like the non-preppers, as it were, in, in my world? Yeah. Um, I, I think for me, it, has, it comes down to kind of intention and use case of, you know, if you like hand sanitizer, I bought a couple of bottles, a couple of big bottles of hand sanitizer when I could find it because we knew that we were going to use it. Um, and I wasn't sure if I could find it, but I also didn't buy everything on the shelf and I didn't buy so much of it that it would go bad. Like if you, if you mapped it out and you said, this expires in a month, there's no way that we would go through 58 gallons of hand sanitizer in a month now you're just taking it away from people who who could use it yeah. um, simply to have it. Um, and so that, for me, has always been kind of the, the, the defining line is, okay, are you going to use it? Do you have a plan for it? Or, you know, to your point about there's a system and, and it's how is it? Or are you just having it simply to have it? 
And, and I think um, I think a lot of like when people were getting all the toilet paper and hand sanitizer, I think that they're looking at flipping a profit on it, like buying all the N95 masks. <laughs> oh, okay, now I'm going on eBay and I'll I'll see sell each N95 mask for five bucks or so or ten bucks or twenty or whatever it was. But that's yeah. I don't even think that's really hoarding. That's just like being like a. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, which I'm I think there's. I had to edit my words for a second. Okay, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice which I think there's there's also kind of a there's a you get into this kind of moral ethical conversation debate and some of these that are a little bit gray areas and, and that sort of thing um i feel like it's similar to like when you go on a facebook marketplace and uh like if people are looking at like collectibles for example mm-hmm. uh like legos um you know there are times where if something's sold out and you've got one okay you might put it up and you might put it for an extra ten dollars or an extra twenty dollars to cover your time and, and that sort of thing. And then there are the people that put it for three times retail, like the PlayStation fives and stuff where it's just, you're just throwing it out there and, and raising the prices for no particular reason. Is that capitalism or is it taking advantage of people? They're opportunist. That's yeah. I think that's, what yes, that's what they're doing. Um, uh, there was an, another question in here on favorite prepper fiction book. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I saw Gary's comment too. Cliff's a hoarder, and his wife told us. That, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> She's always complaining about my office, and so it calls me. A no, uh, proper, I'm gonna go with. I think Bernie said the same thing. Cascadia Fall, and like get the series. It's uh, it's by uh, Austin Chambers. He lives uh, within a, a, an hour of me. I, I've been to his house a few times, and it's an awesome book about especially if you're in the Northwest, it makes you think about like the Cascadia subduction zone and uh, Mount Rainier eruption. And there's a lot of prepping aspects in it. And there's a lot of like, uh, it's, they're using life straws and they're doing a lot of this. They have certain mountain house and other things in there. I think it's really cool. Uh, it, especially the first book, it's uh, uh, it, it goes into a lot of those kind of prepping details. So yeah, that Gary, is. yeah Gary, Gary, you made me laugh on this. Um, I sadly am not a huge fiction book reader I, I enjoy the comic books you know so you know there are some some comic book stories that i could go into that are you know hey you need the infinity war and all those sorts of things um but uh yeah i i tend to be more of a non-fiction person um which has been hilarious as our kids have learned how to read and stuff mm-hmm. where you know they want to do the harry potters and stuff but then they also want to know why dad's reading like you know how-to manuals and that sort of thing um, so, you know, I, I, I don't have a favorite prepper fiction book because sadly my world is devoid of fiction. Uh, it is a sad world of existence in which I live. I only deal in absolutes and facts or fake news. That's all I do. That's all it is. In, in the last uh, few, the last few weeks, we've had some downer type moments in the stream and we, I thought this was going to be a pure stream of happiness and then, no, we're bringing it to our life. I don't, I don't okay. watch fiction. Okay, Doomer. <laughs> okay, Doomer. Someone, <laughs> in the think for fairness, someone called the, 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 the Doom Zoom. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> doom Zoom? The Doom Zoom. Oh, That's what they you call. guys, you have to get shirts. You have to get shirts for that. I thought it, uh, they would never call us the Doom Zoom. I don't think, but they. Uh, I don't know. No, 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 no. They they would not. They call us many other things, but not them. Um, which, by the way, you can tell that there's a lot of geopolitical things going on because our normal friendly Russian trolls are not they're in not the here. chat. No, they're busy. They're not here. 
uh, they've apparently got other things to do today. I've been wanting um, to get some uh, Russian MREs and also Korean MREs, but then I hear the really, yeah, because uh, the I like per, uh, what are the Peroshkis? Is I think that's what it's called. They're awesome, yeah. and I know they come in MREs. And then the thing with uh, there's some kind of uh, some cool Korean, uh, South Korean type uh, MREs too. So you're doing know. like a like a demon bop or like a like I just, a I just want a little variety so like okay we have all like right mac and cheese and spaghetti and all those things <laughs> i want piroshkis and i want uh cliff is a continental so, yeah. he wants want you know intercontinental he wants yeah yeah exactly he, yeah. he's not he's not just he's very cosmopolitan he's a jet setter when it comes to freeze-dried meals ready to eat like yeah. that's a thing for him yeah i don't know why i mentioned uh, that but i'm uh, just thinking about it so that's that's fantastic well there was a, a comment about mres yeah yeah, okay, that's yep. maybe that it, it kind of triggered something. Yeah, they had other they had MREs and other rations. Yep, exactly. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Um, all right. Well, I feel like not only have we have we done our usual. We've we've been up. We've you're, been down. We've been on the rails. Down. We've been off the rails. We've been all over the I think place. We were inspired because Sutton's Days was in the audience, and uh, and then all like our we all like the our number one fans, Kim and Pony Girl. Exactly. We've here. had. We've had quite the party tonight. Yeah, it's been a party, so it's a- this is fantastic. Hopefully, hopefully everyone will come back again next week. Yeah, um, and see us yeah. at our at our time next week, yeah. uh, where we will have on, some topic that I will come up with on the doom zoom. Yeah. <laughs> doom zoom. <laughs> Brought to you by whatever idea I come up with at four o'clock in the morning. It's just yeah. we have the best. It is it is the number one rated podcast. For all non-preppers and urban preppers, I feel like that's that's just a fact. It's number one with a bullet. Anyway, yeah, same, same time, Gary. Same time. Uh, same, yes, same, same time. Yeah. Five thirty. Unless we change unless our I have a meeting, or unless something. Uh, exactly, and then and then we'll switch to Friday or whenever we can. So. Exactly. Subscribe. Uh, subscribe to um, all the channels, or um, subscribe if you're if you're concerned about it in advance. Um, Usually I put up the, the um, event, the little um, in restream. I put the yeah. little stream appointment in and it'll populate on all of my stuff first. And then usually Cliff will connect his channel and to I think it. We're going go to do some special shows like on the main or urban prepper channel. Cause I've been trying to, I've been told by these, these smart people that, Oh, don't, you can't do as many live streams as what you're doing. So, but I think we're going to planning on doing some special broadcast on there too exactly we'll get some more, we might have, more of the russian bots will come over so yeah exactly we might have giveaways on that one yeah, i have some i have some okay. little things i've been holding on to that we might do with some giveaways when we get when we get on the big show yeah the big stage yeah and uh the, the main channel uh, i get all this like well it's messing with your analytics and all blah blah blah, blah but then, yeah you got two hundred thousand subscribers how how bad can the analytics be i don't know like I, I just say it for me, like all this, these video, like I'm a, I'm a prepper first and a YouTuber second. So like, uh, I, you know, I'm doing this to, because I'm trying to prep it. I'm trying to yeah. organize my pantry. <laughs> I'm trying to get more MREs. I'm trying to do all, I'm not doing these like to make videos, to be a, yeah. to make money. Like I, I got my day job for that, but I, for me, yeah. it's a, it's more of a creative outlet. And so, uh, that's why you'll see me one day doing a tsunami survival kit, the next day doing something on CPAPs, the next day talking about Terry Silver from Cobra Kai, and then you know, maybe a bug out bag. So uh, it's just kind of, for me, that's, that's just how I, I kind of approach it. But it's probably not the best uh, business sense. That's all right. Because I spend literally all day doing marketing analytics yeah. and social media and all of that. So I like am in the algorithm all day, every day. Um, so it's for me, it's the it's the creativity of actually building the content 
that normally I'm just analyzing on behalf of nice. whatever brand is. is yeah, I, feel, I feel like all these videos are they're part of our portfolio as uh, preppers. Yeah, you know, I, I'd, I'd do the videos whether uh, you know we made any uh, millions of dollars like what we do or not. So uh, we made we make dozens of we make cents, dozens of dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of, okay, this think, is so off topic, but I'm going to do that. Right, okay, wrestling. So you enjoy, and yes, Sutton's Days for the love of prepping. Love of prepping. That, that, you know what, Sutton's Days, that should be a shirt you make. You should make for the love of prepping. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, have you watched uh, any of the AEW stuff with Dan Housen? Uh, not with Dan Housen, but I like AEW. I like what, I think that they're more like what I, the kind of wrestling that I like. Like I like the Attitude Era from, I don't even like calling it WWE. I stopped watching yeah. like the, the primetime wrestling stuff when they changed the name to WWE because then they're acknowledging it's entertainment. And I, I, I know that yeah, exactly. the World Wild, want- Wildlife Foundation messed that up for us. But I like the yeah, you- era, old school wrestling. Uh, but eight, you want to know that the chair shots were real. That's well, what you want to know. You want to believe a, a little bit because yeah. it, it's, uh, it's an escape. And uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> AEW feels more like old school wrestling to me and I like it. So. Uh, so Danhausen was doing a, an interview with Renee uh, Paquette, uh, Renee Young, for, yeah. for anyone who is in the thing. Um, and, and they were talking about him on the indie circuit. And they were like, how did you how did you do it? He's like, I've made dozens of dollars on on the indie circuit and was talking about, you know, how much money do you want? I would like to make a thousand dollars. That's what I would need. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you who do not follow professional wrestling, uh, he is a bit of a character. Um, and I have recently become aware of his character and I find his, his mannerisms and thing to be quite, quite amusing, specifically yeah. his dozens of dollars. <laughs> yeah. I have a, I have a, a friend that he's a bass player and, uh, you know, I was out of, I'm the best bass player in my price range is what he would say. <laughs> I, I literally make tens, <laughs> if not hundreds of like, you dollars. Say it like that. <laughs> I make many, many singles. Tens of dollars. <laughs> um, have range. I ever told you about how Rod, Roddy, Roddy Piper, uh, knocked out a wish kid's child in my living room when I was like seven years old. That is awesome. I love yeah. Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper. But. So, so my dad was, was, I don't know if he was the president or something of the Make-A-Wish chapter in Oregon. And one of the wishes the kid w- wanted uh, to meet Roddy, Roddy Piper. And so Roddy, Roddy Piper comes out to our house in like a stretch limousine and i've never seen a stretch limousine he comes in he's meeting the kid and and everything and we had some food and stuff and the kid's dad keeps giving rowdy rowdy piper a hard time about how well isn't wrestling fake and isn't it fake and it's so fake and all these sorts of things and rowdy Piper said okay you think it's fake come over here and he calls him over to to the spice he can still see the spot in our family room and he puts him in a sleeper hold and knocks him out and so, wow. so we had a kid who I think he had leukemia or something yeah. it, like, you know, he was going through some heavy treatment or whatever. And his dad has just been knocked out by his by his <laughs> Roddy, dream Roddy legend, Piper. Roddy Piper. Wow. And then Roddy, Roddy Piper was just as if it was nothing, which just protecting and the, like they call that protecting the business is what they yeah, exactly. And so he's dad's just passed out on the floor. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it was fantastic. And then we got to go sit in Roddy Roddy Piper's limousine in our driveway, which was kind yeah, of he's, fun. But. Yeah, he had like a, he loved being a heel and had like no fear. And uh, uh, yeah, we could, we could talk, we, could talk, we should talk more about that. Exactly. Wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Well, well like, you know what we need? 
Yeah. We need to have a wrestling stream. We'll do a wrestling podcast yeah, and we'll do a pepper podcast. I'll wear my Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt. So I think that's, that's fantastic. I'll get pepper. the Macho Man glasses and we'll yeah. we'll make it happen. Apex reverses. All right. I'm, I'm the best prepper in my price range. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay. Do you want to make that shirt or do you want me to no, make that you're, shirt? You're, you're, you're Mr. Shirt. So. Okay. I'll make the shirt. I'm the best prepper in my price range. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone. I appreciate that, that you've stuck with us, yeah. that you've joined us, that you subscribe, that you've hit the like button, that you've enjoyed the ride, whether we were on the reels or off, uh, which, you know, usually in our podcast is 50 50. Um, yeah. Don't, if you do your beard with that, that yeah. would be going an, like style on my beard. Do we need to grow it out next, like next winter, and then we do like the glitter beard the but with the mylar? It, I have horrible. I have like a Osama <laughs> bin Laden type beard. It, it doesn't look good. It's not like a you know, clean looking beard. So that's, this is. This I, is basically I feel like if that's what you think his beard looked like, we really need to get you some different photos to reference. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think that was. Yeah, it's just you know, ugly looking. I, I feel like it looks similar to mine. I don't feel like it looks like you know that guy yeah. okay <laughs> but anyway Thank all right <laughs> okay doomers thanks all a right, lot okay. we'll see y'all later next week we yeah exactly on the doom soon okay. bye everybody <laughs>